Sugar, spice, everything nice sums up Esther Flegel, able to produce Jordan Flegel, one half of Big Dog Ball Talk. Welcome everybody, I'm Matt Acorn with the aforementioned Jordan Flegel. Jordan, what's going on man? Why are you shaking your head? How dare you use my mother's dead name? Uh, that was her married wow. name, sir. She goes by her own, uh, actually dead, no, I, I missed what? that. What? <laughs> Jeez. No, 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 no. Oh, She's true. A, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay, her, that makes more sense. I, her, I, name's, so I her last name is Geringer. Geringer. Ah, uh, you're right. I apologize. Respect. You of all Esther, people should know. Esther, if you're listening, uh, I do apologize uh, from the bottom of my heart. It's never because an offense Geringer, that I've ever wanted to make. Geringer is an Austrian name and Flegel's a German name. You can't. They, they, they don't mix. History. They've got some history. They, they do, but uh, you don't want to screw. You don't want to mix, mix those two up. It's true. Um, so, uh, yeah, watch yourself, Matt. Yeah, but uh, uh, aside from that, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to go. I've got uh, back now finally in Toronto, uh, as I was just talking to you about. And yep. uh, it feels feels good back for the it feels very Christmassy back back in the city. Have you gone to the, the Christmas market yet? No, I haven't. I will. I will go. Pick. Yes. Yes. I, I know the obligatory visit, which uh, is usually just like standing around in a yeah. huge ass crowd eating an overpriced turkey leg. Oh yeah. Uh, have you eaten the turkey leg there before? I tried it last year, and it's I, I don't. A, I, I, it's a waste of money. They don't season it at all, and it's way <laughs> too much meat. I, I was gonna say I don't think I've ever gone the uh, the turkey leg route. I'm more of a uh, potato tornado kind of guy. You ever get yeah. those, those things? Yeah. Slap. Uh, oh yeah. For anyone that's ever had a potato tornado, it's pretty much like a a a, a, t- a potato that's been spiraled out along a stick. And then they put some kind of seasoning on it. I had like a Garpar one. It slaps. It's pretty good. I can't cap on that. So, I mean, I'm a, uh, the, the, the Toronto Christmas market for all of our, uh, our Canadian, uh, mostly Ontario, uh, listeners got to check it out. I mean, you might as well. I mean, if you have, if you have a girlfriend, uh, if you're listening, the chances are, they're going to really like it. Uh, you might yes. as well take them and they'll, they'll have a good time and you can just kind of grit your teeth. You can get Werther's original, <laughs> uh, caramel corn. That was yes, a big, that's a big up. I, I I do like myself some caramel corn. So uh, pretty much yeah. any kind of uh, thing that's gonna keep me uh, gaining weight. I mean, I'm already close to the to the 200 mark. I might as well just push it over the limit. Am I right? Yeah. Why not? Just yeah. You can get your summer body down the line. And uh, yeah, the Christmas market. What a uh, another th- a crazy place. First of all, always so packed on the weekends. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. You know, but but still lots of fun. And you can even go and eat uh, at that Mexican restaurant there where you eat outside uh, with all the uh, they keep the patio open with the giant uh, heaters that actually don't do much. You can huddle in your mittens and uh, eat your food. Yeah, it's, uh, it's as bad as it sounds. Uh, I, so, yeah, I definitely go check it out. Going to the Christmas market. And this is maybe two years ago, because obviously last year uh, wasn't a thing uh, yeah. going there. And then afterwards, you know, we go, we're like, ah, let's go find a spot to eat go over to the young and dundas went to the the jack astors it's above where the snow yeah is. yeah okay we went in there and it's a it's busy as all hell of course so we're like talking to them and then the hostess is like oh well you can go out on our patio and i'm like <laughs> it's like negative 10 like are you fucked in the head like what like what uh... in what world like i want to eat my meal with a full winter jacket and mittens on a toque like yeah you're crazy but uh, yeah. anyways everybody welcome to big dog ball talk with Matt Eichhorn and Jordan Flegel. Uh, things are really kicking off here, and uh, we're going to kick off this show with uh, something that we've been talking about a lot because it just doesn't seem like it's uh, it's going to stop, and that's the Suns' win streak. And yeah, uh, Jordan and I, we had different opinions on where this win streak was going to end up going. Flegel ends up coming out on top uh, of, of this of this, uh, this arrangement here. Uh, yeah, you're, you're riding high right now. I mean, the Pelicans are looking good, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> but the Suns uh, extend their win streak to 17 wins o- over the Warriors here and are now going to be going for win 18 against the Detroit Pistons. And, uh, you know, that's looking like a, a pretty good bet uh, for anyone interested. I mean, the odds are going to be God awful. Uh, but and you'll know when you're listening to this because we're recording this uh, here. What is it? Thursday night. And yep. the, the game's currently in progress. So I'll give a score update later. But, yeah, go on, Matt. Well, uh, when you when you watch that game, I mean, again, we said this could be a potential Western Conference final preview, uh, yeah. depending on how everything shakes out. And, uh, you know, again, it was a, a lot of what we kind of expected, that it was a close game, went all the way to the wire. And, yeah. uh, you know, Steph Curry, 
he's he's had his struggles. He's definitely cooled off, I would say, over the past couple games. Uh, yeah. But all in all, I mean, it was close until the last couple minutes of the fourth quarter, and the the Phoenix Suns defense just started, uh, you know, going crazy. And uh, I think it was almost the last four minutes of the of the game. The Warriors couldn't but couldn't get a bucket. First time they were under a hundred in like a billion years. Uh, yeah. So I mean, obviously Wiggins, maybe he should have got some more touches. He should have got the fifty two, like <laughs> I said, he would have. Uh, but other than that, Flegel, I mean, uh, it was it was an amazing game to watch. Uh, yes, it was. I mean, if we could get a seven game series of that, uh, no complaints on my end. Uh, but yeah, what, what were your main takeaways from this game? And again, like the Suns, potential uh, championship favorites right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I would put them there. I think I think they're the best team in basketball right now, for sure. And at least the uh, hottest. Yeah, yeah, and and definitely the hottest, exactly. And uh, you know, the game was closer than I thought. If if people recall, I thought it would be sort of close throughout, but the Suns would pull away. Although I still take victory for this because it was close, even though Devin Booker didn't play the second half. So I'm going to, you know, project onto that, that, you know, if he was, if he was there, maybe the Suns have a, you know, a little easier time pulling away at the end, but yeah. uh, I, I, I'm glad ultimately that it was a close game. Cause you got to, you got to see kind of the crunch time um, offenses uh, for both of these guys uh, and defenses as well. But um, the, the Suns were just so impressive holding Steph Curry to 12 points uh, was great. Uh, Mikhail Bridges uh, was on him most of that game and you know length uh, if there is one thing that bothers Steph Curry it's it's going to be someone who is fast but also has length um, you know you, you've seen fast so, sort of smaller guys have success on him like someone like yeah. Fred Van Vliet actually plays him really well but uh, someone uh, like Mikhail Bridges who is both fast but has you know some inches on Steph and, and really just insanely like um, Inspector Gadget long arms uh, you know really bothered him and the the Suns team defense as a whole just really took, took Steph kind of out of the game. Um, and uh, uh, I didn't know that, you know, Jordan Poole would go off the way he did. He had 28 points. He hit a bunch of threes in the first He's half. Baller. He's playing really well. I'm buying and, in on Jordan Poole's stock, man. I'm, I, I, I might be a little late to the party, but I'm buying in. Yeah, and, and that game showed you exactly what he can bring. Like, he, he, he was like, uh, you know, with his kind of fearlessness and the way he was, you know, just kind of ultimate green light taking shots, he, yeah. he looked like, uh, like Clay out there, like, like him and Steph. Um, um you know in the past and uh he he had a hell of a game obviously he was uh you know team high for the for the warriors there with 28 uh and then your boy wiggins only chipping in 10 uh he, he shot four for 12 not not the greatest game for him and i think that's like kind of like i was saying before i think the that wing players unless you're truly elite you're going to struggle to score against the suns because they've mm -hmm. just got so many uh so many athletes so many you know long versatile guys that are going to make it tough for you they're so defensive minded um, and then, yeah, on the Sun side, you really saw what makes them great. And I think what's going to make them great in the playoffs is their late game execution, even without Devin Booker, which is crazy to think uh, that you can still have such a you know great kind of late game attack uh, when you don't have your leading scorer. But, you know, Chris Paul, he's a master. He's been doing this for, for years now. He knows exactly sort of when to attack. Uh, he had a nice little kind of leaning short jump shot there. Uh, at the end that he got to rattle in and then he found Jay Crowder uh, once I think on the right kind of low wing and then left top of the break uh, sort of in semi-transition uh, opportunities there back-to-back -back threes for Crowder and uh, it's uh, you know it, it's just classic Chris Paul stuff kind of picking picking apart your defense finding its weak spots um, and uh, then Shamit uh, went ahead and hit the dagger but all off passes wow. from Chris Paul and uh it was uh, no, yeah. I, I think it's the 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 Suns just showed why they're you know why they're on such a long win streak, why they've been dominating, and uh, it was just just so impressive to go in uh, or not go in. It was in Phoenix, but uh, to go out and uh, you know perform that well without your leading scorer in the second half. Well, and and again, I think that it's crazy that not more people are talking about the fact that you know the Suns were able to win, and you know in a even though it was close in a pretty decisive way. Uh, without arguably their best player in Devin Booker. Uh, yeah. And again, yeah, maybe it would have been closer to, you know, what you were kind of envisioning when we were talking about this on our last podcast, uh, that, you know, the Suns would run away with this one. Uh, DeAndre Ayton down the stretch was huge. Yeah, uh, I, had, I always forget to mention uh, DeAndre, but yeah, what, yeah. A, what a game for him. Well, and tons of depth on that team, right? And that's kind of the, yeah. the beauty in them. And that's, you know, uh, something that's forgotten. And that's why the Suns, you know, surprised a lot of people, uh, not necessarily us. Uh, I mean, I definitely didn't see them as a finals team, but I definitely saw them as a, a top three or top four team in the West last season. But, uh, you know, they just have a ton of depth. And that's why a lot of these, you know, 
uh, you know, we'll call them super teams. Uh, like, uh, you know, look at the Lakers uh, that just go all out and they have these three big names, four big names, whatever the hell you want to do. And then they don't pan out the, 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 the Suns yeah. are just deep, whether you know who Mikhail Bridges is or not. Uh, I mean, if you watched him play, you'll respect his game. Uh, yeah. His name might not be in the you know top of the score sheet at the end of the night, but uh, his impact on the game goes you know far beyond that. Yeah, and just 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 while you're saying that, I gotta yeah. uh, shout him out even more. He played the most minutes on the Suns. He played 41 minutes, uh, you know, basically the whole game. Uh, he only had two points, but he was so effective. He was the he, him and Chris Paul were both plus 21, um, yeah. plus yeah. minus, which led the Suns. Um, you know, at the end of the day, and it's crazy that he can have such a such a big effect. He had four steals and only two points. Like uh, he he's kind of. Yeah, unsung hero for this team and uh, is really a big reason why they're winning. But yeah, go on, Matt. Sorry. Even again, a guy like Chris Paul, who probably for the last five years has been like his his stats would probably be already on par with like, you know, a John Stockton. If he really wanted to go out there and just stat pad because yeah. he's always just been concerned about winning. I don't think there's ever been a season in Chris Paul's career where he's been going out there and just like, you know, slumming it, trying to do what he, uh, you know, just make himself look good. Uh, yeah. whatever he does, he's doing it for a reason. And, uh, you know, you see that here, like if he averages, you know, a league leading 11 assists, uh, per game, then, I mean, that's just because he's able to find his teammates really that just that easily because he's such a maestro with the ball. Uh, yeah. so it's, it, it's just crazy to see the Suns just, you know, they're there. If you don't think that the Suns are a threat for the NBA title, then I think you're not watching NBA basketball right now. Uh, yeah. because they're everything that the NBA wants right now. Uh, they're a fast-paced three-point shooting team. They play efficient defense. They can run small. They can run big. Uh, and again, this isn't even the best Suns we're going to see. They they've still got some guys on the shelf that are going to be coming back. Uh, and they're they're just gonna they're just gonna get better as long as they can stay healthy and move everything uh, you know along the, uh, the the along this process well. I I don't see any issue with the Suns. Uh, yeah. Just to give them their credit, I mean, you know, as I said, you know, Steph bit of a drop off, but I mean, he was kind of playing like absurd uh, for the, the beginning yeah. of the season. Uh, so, you know, you can't expect him to be going out there and averaging 45 and like 12 with eight threes every single night. Uh, yeah. But, you know, still played efficiently. Uh, again, my boy Wiggins definitely needs to step up a little bit, especially in games that close, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, four for 12. Uh, it's not going to cut it. Uh, but, the, you know, the Warriors, again, respect to them. They're going to be uh, another team that's going to be tough to beat. Well, we've, we've said it before. We don't exactly think of them as, a, you know, uh, a top contender, even though, you know, they're top two in the in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they're, 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 not, they're going to be a team that's uh, easy to knock off. And I think the Suns just proved, you know, that even though the, the, the Warriors are such a tough team, that, you know, they're that much better and that they're going to be even harder for any team to take on a seven-game series. And, uh yeah. If you if you put the Bucks and the Warriors against or Bucks and Warriors, pardon me, Bucks and Suns against each other right now, that would be a hell hell of a series. Two of the oh, yeah. league right now. Yeah, I would definitely root uh, as much as I uh, think or, or or I guess hope to come in line with my preseason prediction that the Nets can uh, eventually make it to the to the NBA Finals. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, like a Bucks and Suns rematch would be so fun because uh, you know both those teams uh, you know would love to you know get back at each other out there on the court uh, and they're such an interesting matchup. And uh, no, 100%. And, and it's, you know, we're going to see if the here uh, Thursday night, if the Bucks come up, come out on top and, and can beat the Raptors um, and keep their win streak alive because they're, they're uh, probably the second hottest team in basketball right now. So, uh, yeah, the, the, our two last year's two finalists really, uh, you know, at this point of the season, don't seem like any sort of flukes at all. They, they really do seem like uh, the cream of the crop of their respective conferences. They're, they're doing great. Yeah, well, we're talking about the cream of the crop. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks, one of the hottest teams in the league. Uh, coming away with a, a crazy game last night uh, as we're recording this. That's Wednesday night. Uh, I'm sure everyone that's listening has probably already seen uh, the Giannis Atetokounmpo. Weird. Such a weird. I don't know if you've actually noticed, you know, the way that the ball uh, it was kind of going around NBA Twitter, uh, you know. A very unusual placement for a layup, but somehow yeah. Giannis gets the English on it and it spins on and it's in with a couple seconds left. And they, uh, they walk away with the W against the Charlotte Hornets, uh, an absolute, you know, it, it was one of the, the games that, you know, as an NBA fan, you walk away, just you're satisfied. It was kind of what it yeah. was. It went down to the wire. It was essentially a buzzer beater and the two stars from each team respectively had a monster games, Giannis 40, 12 and nine, and then LaMelo ball on the other side, 36, nine and five. 
Uh, Two young superstars. Uh, I mean, maybe you don't call LaMelo a superstar yet, but I mean, he's definitely well on his way. Games like that, games like that is what's going to push him over the edge. For sure. And, you know, the two showed their their signs of respect to each other doing the jersey swap afterwards, uh, which, you know, you love to see. Uh, and yeah, the Bucks are incredibly hot right now, uh, riding a, 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 a measly eight game win streak, you know, in comparison to the 17 games, uh, possibly 18 by the end of the night uh, here uh, by the Suns. But, uh, you know, the Bucks, have, they look good. But in that game, you know, it's it's interesting to see because the Hornets, again, are they've been slumping, but they're they're a team that's going to fight and they're going to be in almost every single game they're going to play. And, you know, LaMelo yep. Ball. A guy who, you know, you watch, he's just been in the limelight for so long and we've been watching him develop and, you know, you kind of almost take it for granted. Like he's doing some crazy things out there on the court. Like he's really excelling. Yeah. He's, he's one of those few guys that's, you know, coming out of high school even uh, yeah. that people, like, he actually lives up to the hype. Like, I mean, you look at uh, Lonzo coming out of UCLA, the number two overall pick, looking back on it, you know, not a horrible pick, but Lonzo probably not a top two pick. Uh, yeah, in that draft so it's it's but Lamelo, i mean hell you could make the argument that he should have been taken number one over anthony edwards definitely over james yep. wiseman at this point in their careers uh so yep. i mean when you when you look at that game jordan i mean uh obviously you have one team that's uh you know riding high and one team that's kind of uh you know licking their wounds right now uh you know what's your main takeaway so far uh between that from that game yeah it was one of the games of the year so far it was so exciting the uh Lamelo ball three that he kind of caught and, and, you know, the, the three that tied it up yeah. there at yeah. the end to set up the honest buzzer beater was just insane. And he was, he was going off for three that entire game. Like he was, he was just letting it fly. It looked like uh, it, it looked like old, you know, high school Lamelo who would, you know, just kind of point, at, point at the floor, pull up, pull up for him wherever he wants. Uh, he looked just so comfortable out there. And uh, no, he, like he, he, he did this. Not only did he have such a crazy game with such an insane stat line, but he did it probably against, the best point guard defender in the entire league and drew holiday uh, who was guarding him for much of this game. And uh, LaMelo, you know, he, he can handle that. And you, you'd think for a, a young player, that would be, uh, you know, something that he would really struggle with, like uh, someone as physical and fast and as strong uh, as drew holiday, but it really didn't seem to affect him. Uh, you know, he played his game, he was getting other guys involved. Um, and, but like the thing I'm most impressed with LaMelo uh, from that game and basically uh, you know, throughout the entire season uh, is his three point shooting. Cause you thought yeah. that was going to be kind of his one uh, big glaring weakness. Uh, you knew he was going to be sort of dynamic with the ball, be able to play in the, you know, the open court. Uh, his passing ability was, you know, plain to see, but that weird, uh, you know, ball family uh, jump shot uh, mechanics, you know, really, really worried a lot of people. And I think uh, that was maybe, you know, as you look at someone uh, with Lamelo's skill set. Uh, and you, as a point guard in this league, you know, if you, if you can't shoot the ball, well, you're going to, you know, you're going to have uh, a lot of struggles, yeah. um, but he's taking the most threes out of anyone on the Hornets and he's shooting 39%, uh, which is just incredible. That's above league average. That's, that's, that's so, respectable. Uh, it's, it's so good to be hovering right there, right, right below 40%. Um, yeah, you know, it's it, for, for the amount he's shooting uh, about seven and a half per game. That's, that's, that's just insane for, especially for, you know, a second year player, uh, you know, players around his age uh, and sort of, you know, in their first, second, third years, you know, it takes them a while to, to get to where their sort of, you know, career average is going to be. Um, and, you know, if he can keep improving on that uh, along with his other skills, uh, he, he, he is going to be a superstar. I don't, I don't think that's uh, hyperbole or, or anything like that. I think he's, he's, he really is almost there. And uh, he, he's, you know, not only is he leading the Hornets in scoring, but he's leading them in assists and rebounds as well. Like he, he's doing everything you want your kind of modern attacking point guard to do. And uh, you know, sh- shout out to the Hornets. Cause you know, that was the bucks going full out trying their hardest and they were right in that game. It took a, uh, you know, a, a smart play call there by Bud at the end um, to, to get Giannis that, that open layup kind of on the run to the basket. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, these are two, two really good teams. And uh, you know, I, 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 I want to give the Hornets all the, all the respect here. Cause you know, you expect the bucks to win a game like this. They're a far superior team. Um, and they had their three main stars healthy here, but uh, you know, I, I, I give a lot of respect to the Hornets cause they're, they're doing way better than th- this year than, than I would have uh, expected. And, and a lot of that is to do with LaMelo ball. He, he's the, He's the leader of this team, even for such a young guy. Well, and that's the thing. And, you know, they're, they're riding, uh, as we speak, uh, a, a currently a three-game losing skid. 
Uh, you yeah. know, they're still kind of hovering in that playoff bubble spot. I, I don't really have much, uh, much doubts that they, they won't make it in there, especially as you said, with all the play of LaMelo ball so far. Uh, and again, they, you know, they, he's definitely cooled off a bit, uh, you know, early on in the season, miles bridges was just a flamethrower. That guy was playing out of his mind. Uh, but I think teams have, you know, been able to queue in on him a little bit now and he's been neutralized a little bit more. Uh, I think there's also just been a little bit more tough matchups for him uh, so far, but Miles Bridge is still playing uh, exceptional basketball so far this year. Uh, yep. and, and again, the supporting cast has been solid there in Charlotte. I mean, like Gordon Hayward's still been playing solid for them when, uh, you know, he's able to get up there. Uh, but yeah, you look at it. I mean, they lose to the Bucks. They, they get their, 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 their bottom spanked by, by the Bulls. But I mean, they're again, looking like a, a possible contender in the East. Uh, and then they'll, they lose that tough game, uh, to the Rockets. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if they can, you know, clean things up I and mean, they're a young team they, you know, you expect them to kind of lose some of those games they should be winning. And that's just something that's going to come with maturity. Uh, and you know, maybe that's kind of part of that thing, you know, you need that veteran leadership. And when you're by far, I mean, in a way your best player is LaMelo ball, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what to expect. So as you said, it's only a sophomore year. It's not like he's yeah. gonna, he's going out there. He knows every single thing. I mean, uh, Lithuanian basketball or uh, the NBL in Australia, not exactly the same as the NBA. Uh, <laughs> no, no shade on their names, but uh, that, that that is the case. And uh, again, the game like this, you know, they they were they were consummate professionals there in Charlotte. They they held right in there. And I mean, if you're gonna lose to the uh, the defending NBA champions at the buzzer, uh, more or less, then I mean, you got to walk away happy. Uh, and on the, and again, on the other side, if you're the bucks, you know, you walked in, you did what you had to do. You protected, uh, you know, your, your court, you protected your team and your, uh, your legacy and, yeah, uh, yeah. you're, you're moving on. You're, you're, you're winning games that you're supposed to. And as we said in the last podcast, I mean, they're, they're on their way to possibly taking over the, uh, the Eastern championship here and, uh, you know, taking that number one seed from the, the, the Brooklyn nets, which, uh, not a lot of people, you know, a lot, a lot of doubt on the bucks, uh, in that win against the nets last year because of all the injuries and, uh, you know, all the other shenanigans yep. that was happening. So, uh, it's going to be an exciting, uh, it's, it's more exciting now that the bucks are fully, Oh no, they're not even fully healthy. I mean, Brooke Lopez still out and he's, yep, yep. Uh, even though, you know, he's not going to be putting up, you know, 20 and 12, like he did in Brooklyn, uh, you know, still, he's a, a huge piece of that. Yeah, he's really important to them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, space the floor. Well, can protect the Ram great size. I mean, uh, and, and again, a great veteran guy. So, uh, if you're again, another team, if you're sleeping on the box and you don't think that they have the potential to repeat again, you might need to start watching NBA basketball, not just checking the box scores. Cause, uh, I mean, I, 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 as much as I, even now, when I think about, you know, top five players in the NBA, I really don't want to even put Giannis in the top five because there's just part of me is like, ah, oh, well, you rely so much on his athleticism. I think that I'm kind of at the point where I just have to bite the bullet and ignore my brain and just say, this is the Giannis era. And we just kind yeah. of have to accept it. And I mean, he's only, I believe, 26 years old. The next 10 years, the Bucks and Giannis are probably going to be running the league. So, yeah. uh, he's only, he's only just getting started folks. So, uh, you know, get ready for, uh, Johannes to take home a couple more defensive player of the year, a couple more MVPs and, uh, who knows, maybe even a title or two, uh, mixed in there. Yeah. He, he's incredible. I, I watched him, uh, in, in the, uh, the Hornets bucks game we're talking about here. The, he, he hit, uh, a kind of towards the baseline fadeaway after he posted it up from the mid post, uh, early in that game. It mm -hmm. kind of rattled around. It wasn't, you know, as, as smooth as, you know, uh, the initial move would, you know, would have uh, appreciated uh, kind of, you know, smooth move to, to with, you know, a straight swish. But, uh, you know, the, the whole package there, you know, seeing him do stuff like that really makes me uh, even more fearful of what he can do because he's just he's still a guy who I wouldn't necessarily 100 percent trust in the playoffs to be able to go through him. Um, you know, every time reliably in the half court, because he just doesn't have the, you know, the, the body of work, the, the, the skills to do that. Like you, you said, he does still rely on his athleticism, much like LeBron did early on in his oh, career. Still um, does. It still does, of course. But, you know, LeBron did, did come along, he, he, you know, to give him credit, he was always a much, much uh, superior passer uh, and, and playmaker than, than Giannis is. Um, but, you know, if Giannis can do that, if he can get the ball, kind of catch it mid post, 
you know, improve his footwork, make little mid-range fadeaways. I don't think, you know, everyone are, uh, always says, and, and especially earlier on in his career, you know, if he gets a three-point shot, watch out. I don't even think he needs to, to extend all the way out there. Like, if mm. he can hit them every now and again, fine. But uh, I think, you know, mastering the mid-range and sort of little offensive moves he can do in the half court in the playoffs, that's what's going to make him uh, pretty much unstoppable because he's already yeah. unstoppable as is pretty much. Uh, you know, if he gets the ball anywhere near the paint or he's got a head of steam, you're not going to stop him. You, your only hope is to foul him. Um, so, you know, if he can improve his foul shooting, like, you know, by all accounts he is, um, you know, even you even saw that uh, in the playoffs last year when he struggled early, but, uh, you know, clinched the game with those 16, 17 free throw makes uh, he made in that, yeah. that final game six. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be all about the, you know, the skills and, and the finesse. Uh, and, and I, I, I do give him, uh, you know, all the, you know, I give him the benefit of the doubt that he can continue to improve because he's done that every year, every year yeah. of his career, he's added something. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do agree. Uh, if, if he, you know, he, I, I think he is going to mess around and just kind of make this his era here as we move forward. Cause, uh, it's rare, uh, you see someone so young, but already so accomplished, uh, you know, with, leading a team, uh, you know, putting it on his back, winning a championship, winning the defensive player of the years. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 there, there's, there's almost, uh, yeah, you, you can't put it into words what, how, how well he's done these past like three years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I think at this point he's almost a little underrated. That's why he doesn't get the MVP love because he's already done it. Uh, he's kind of has to top his own amazing seasons, but if you look at his stats this year, uh, if you kind of looked at those as standalone, uh, you know, you know, stats, if you, if you didn't know who he was, you'd say, oh yeah, that's, that's definitely an MVP candidate, maybe the best player yeah. in the league. So yeah, all, all, all the credit to, to the Bucks in Milwaukee for playing well. Now they, 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 they struggled. We've, we've talked about it before early in the season, they had injuries, they had COVID, but uh, I do think they're just going to keep uh, running up in the standings. Although uh, live, live uh, from us right now, I, I think the Raptors are going to pull this one out. I may have jinxed it. I'm looking well, at the were- score. They were 30 up seconds three. left. They're up three. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Well, oh, up now four. 12. Up three. Now up three again. This 12 is, seconds left. I'm looking yeah, at this. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Again, they're playing. They're like, Giannis not even playing in this one. Uh, if he was, they probably, it's probably not a three point game. Uh, hey, but hey, the Raptors don't have OG. Okay. Take, take it easy. Yeah. Uh, true. yeah. Even trade off. Equal comparison. Yeah. Equal trade off. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but Matt, Matt, before we, before we move on, uh, I have, uh, when, specifically linked to those two games we, we, we just talked about Suns dubs and uh hornets uh bucks uh i want to run a few trades by you I, I fired up the trade machine okay love uh, it and uh so we'll start with the Suns. now as a team that's uh, like we talked about the hottest team in the nba best team in basketball right now i know you wouldn't necessarily think that they need a trade but i'm gonna throw this one at you okay the cleveland cavaliers receive jay crowder dario sarich Jalen Smith and Chandler Hutchinson. The Suns relieve, uh, receive, pardon me, Kevin Love, Mr. Flowers himself. What do you say to this? I honestly, as much as I like it for the sake of, you know, Kevin Love being on a contender, I wouldn't do it if I'm the Suns. I think yeah. that having Jay Crowder being that stretch, you know, gritty guy, he's like a perfect fit. Uh, I, I've said it before. Jay Crowder has the most pretty air ball in the league by far. (laughs) When he gets the ball and he shoots it, I'm like, damn, that's going to bang right here. It's going to be an easy three and then he'll fucking brick it or something. Or he'll go as again, like, Hey, we closed up the game, hit two deep, like contested threes to win the game. That's Uh, what I mean. That, that, that's my thing with him. I love him when he's on, but he's kind of a feast or famine guy. Like he's either going to play like shit. And that's why, that's why I would maybe consider pulling the trigger on a trade like this. Uh, because you already have your other, like you have Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges. I think they can handle the mm-hmm. wing defending and shooting. And I think Kevin Love would really, you know, if he kind of raised his game again, uh, I know he's at kind of an advanced age, but if he, he can give you even like 80% of what, you know, Kevin Love three years ago gave you, yeah. I think he'd really help them uh, as he could play stretch five when Aiton, uh, you know, wasn't playing well or wasn't uh, the right fit in a certain series. You know, he could stretch the floor, rebound, um, and be a bit good, you know, pick and roll, pick and pop. Uh, I should say partner with, uh, you know, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And so, you know, I don't know, I, I would, I would consider making this trade. I think that would uh, slightly raise though. I agree with you. I maybe wouldn't pull the trigger. You know, I doubt this trade's going to go through, but I would consider it just because I think it would maybe slightly raise the playoff ceiling and versatility for the Suns. I, just I because, would, I would push know, Kevin Love. Those guys are kind of feast or famine. I would push Kevin Love as like a super sub 
have him as a six man. True, true. I think true. that could work if they could, you know, hold. Uh, even if they had to trade Jay Crowder, if you can hold on to Cam Johnson, I mean, start Cam Johnson. Uh, he yeah. would fill in the same way, just because again, they they're not the seven seconds or less sons, but they do love to run and push that ball in transition. And Kevin Love, uh, I mean, uh, sorry Gotta to say, he's he's not he's not going to be uh, he's not going to be running the 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 court quite like uh, everybody else on that starting five. Uh, so again, I I do like the the idea. And I don't see really why not. Uh, they would just have to, you know, make sure everything was sorted out uh, with the Suns personnel. I mean, for the Cavs, yeah. I mean, you might as well pull the trigger. Fuck it. I mean, yeah, yeah. What, what do you have to lose? Yeah, for sure. And then you got a couple young guys, uh, Jalen Smith and, and and Hutchinson, not getting uh, that much playing time for the Suns. Yeah, but well, uh, you know, pretty much they they were trying to get rid of them uh, even in the off season, which is the guys barely had any 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 play so i mean i don't know where you're how you're really gonna yeah. do them uh some, an athletic seven footer uh yeah and i mean the guy wears goggles why why, why would you want to trade a guy <laughs> like that he's a he's a dying breed yeah well yeah I, and i i don't know i just i i, I think it's interesting to think about because i think uh phoenix uh you know again they they were sorely lacking size last year and i know they kind of addressed it with javel mcgee they've got a true backup to to Aiden now yeah. but i think even another guy especially if you look forward to possibly meeting the bucks again, uh, more size, uh, you know, especially to, to go up against Giannis and, and Lopez and Portis and all those guys, the more, more size, the better. Uh, and especially if it's someone who can, you know, stretch the floor like Caleb too. So I don't know. I'm just, just floating it out there. We'll, we'll put it out there in the, uh, the trade verse. Uh, but the, the other one from, from the other game, I was watching the, the Hornets and they, they went pretty, pretty well. They, they, they played small towards the, the whole end of that game because all of their best players are sort of wing slash, combo guard wing guys like a lot, a lot of Mello. pistol pj at center yeah pistol pj for sure and you know a, a lot of kind of you know four out one in kind of style yeah. offense because they've got you know hayward they've got Ubre, they've got rosier and obviously Lamelo and bridges uh so I'm, I'm i'm thinking for for the hornets if they could uh get a a big guy in there to kind of even this out uh and and sort of get a more competent front front court player that you know can protect the rim a little bit uh, probably the best rim protector in the NBA. I think you know who I'm talking about, Matt. That's right, Miles Turner. Uh, Gordon Hayward, uh, the, the, the Hornets ship him out. He goes back to Indiana, and the Hornets get Miles Turner and TJ Warren. Who says no, Matt? Mm. Wait, so they, they, in this trade, the Hornets get TJ Warren and, Miles, and Turner Miles Turner for Gordon Hayward? That's right, baby. Well, they'd have to give up a first-round pick to get that. Yeah, yeah. They, they At least would. one, probably a first and a second. I mean, but the tr- the money works. Oh, yeah, the with, money with works. Hayward's, yeah. With Hayward's huge tr- contract. As I said, I also don't. T.J. Warren, as far as I'm concerned, is dead. I don't know. If well, he's... I know he. Well, he's he's. I think he's on an expiring contract. Makes about twelve million. But yeah, the the Hornets can you know cut ties with him, whatever. If he's not yeah. going to come back. And but, even then, uh, yeah, it, he's, he's a good deal wing scorer to have there. I mean. Miles Turner, as much as I'm not a fan of him, yeah, he would be a really good fit on, uh, you know, this Hornets team. He's young enough, grid rim protector, yep. stretches the floor well. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that he he would be a bad addition to them at all. And again, yeah, as you know, having a young guy you can kind of build around with, uh, with Lamelo. I mean, it, it, as we said before, it seems like the NBA eventually we're going to be be watching a bunch of like six foot ten freaks uh, out yeah. there every single night. Every single team will have a starting five or six ten guys. Uh, so you might as well just make sure you can get these versatile unicorns out there. Uh, yep. Do I think that the trade would be pushed? Maybe because the Pacers are pretty fucking bad right now. <laughs> and I don't really think that they're playing to win at this point. It seems but, like but even kind if you of... wanted to, you would have Brogdon Hayward and Sabonis. And that's a pretty good kind of three level attack there. Cause that's what Indiana I think is missing right now. Uh, you, you'd still have Duarte, uh, who's kind of your young, you know, shooting guard. You could put in between uh, Hayward and, and Brogdon there in Indiana, yeah. and uh, they're they're just missing that, you know, punch at the small forward. Because uh, yeah, Warren's been out, uh, and uh, Levert. I don't even know if he's back or playing right now, but uh, I think he wasn't for a while there. Time, yeah. Yeah. So so I don't know if if I'm Indiana. Yeah, I, I agree. They're they're not exactly you know. There's not a lot of hope there right now. But if you can get your uh, butler boy uh back in indiana uh i i, I don't know uh, i i think i would if even more so than the last trade situation i would do this from both sides hey, again if, if they can get a first round pick out of this i i don't see yeah, why yeah. the Pacers wouldn't do it as, as, as of right now at best they're going to get the 10 seed they're probably not going to yeah, be able yeah. to catch because again right now it looks like the east if you don't have a 500 record you're not going to get the play in which is 
Yeah. I, is- nobody, I don't think, would have predicted that coming into this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, you might as well take the big contract, take the veteran, build up your young guys, and uh, get assets for the future. Why not? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that the – I've said it before. Uh, if you're going to be moving between, uh, you know, Sabonis and Turner, you better be moving to uh, Turner's ass out of there because Sabonis is a better player. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, not a big deal or anything, uh, but, you know, he, he just recently had like a 20, 20, and 10 game or something insane. Uh, so put some respect on Sabonis' name. Uh, but, uh, but no, okay. th- those are all good trades, Jordan. Uh, I, I yeah, like I've tried my hand surprise. at uh, GMing. Yep. Yeah. I might uh, spring some more on uh, of these on you periodically because uh, the trade machine is fun. I, uh, Oh yeah. I love it. Well, uh, and, uh, and Raptors, beat, ra- Raptors beat the, uh, the bucks, by the way, yeah. was that what you're going to say? Yeah. yeah that's we exactly. Got, we got him, baby. Big dub, big dub, big dog, Balter, uh, talk curse lives on. We'll get to it that lives soon on. though. Uh, before we get to that though, uh, we're going to head it over now, uh, and just have a quick chat. It's been crazy, Jordan. And we were, we were talking about this before the podcast. There is a, I mean, we're dealing with our own pandemic, but it seems like the NBA has got their own secondary one between stars and injuries right now. Uh, just off the top of my head. I mean, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony towns, Michael Porter, Jr. Damian Lillard, LeBron James had a false positive COVID test, but I mean, his running mate, Anthony Davis has had a thumb injury. It's been going on for a while. Uh, I mean, there's, there's too many to count at this point. Just tons of stars are going down like flies right now uh, with these little fluky injuries, essentially. And it's yeah. it's kind of puzzling because, again, we were talking about this just before we you know started recording. You would think that if there was going to be all these injuries to all these big-name guys or just players in general, uh, it would have been last season when they only had about two, three months uh, to, to rest and recoup and train in the offseason. Here they were yep. coming off of a full off season, and now we're at this point where it seems like everybody every day it's there's, there's a new injury. Uh, I mean, Jordan, what what are you looking at right now when you're talking about the NBA and all these injuries? I mean, I don't a lot of these again, as I said, are kind of fluky. It's not like they're these big plays again. A, a guy we talked about at length, John Morant, another huge name uh, yep. that went down with an injury. These guys just they're they're almost combusting it's uh it's not fun to see either because i mean that's just going to be diminished returns in the end of the day uh because yeah. we this is what we pay our money to see this is what we want uh we invest all our time in to see these stars play and uh without them playing it it, it just sucks uh flat out yeah. i mean uh is there is there anything you can do to help out i mean i don't know <laughs> i don't know if you know any kind of things maybe like uh some nice massages uh some kind of a yoga i don't know well, like it's it's well known. LeBron spends a million dollars on his body every year. These yeah. guys have got to if if you if they, if they want to play, they want to give us the product. They got to cash out uh, because uh, yeah, it, it's crazy right now. Another guy, Bam Adebayo, just had a thumb yep. injury. He's going to be out till till January. Or Bam Adebayo, as uh, <laughs> Big Perk uh, calls him. Hey, just um, to interrupt real quick. Did you see Big Perk trying to get in Richard Jefferson's car? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love that. It. Yeah, big, I big, actually, big boy. I actually, uh, I, I just, I, I happened to just turn my phone. I was, as I was watching a funny video of Kendrick Perkins and Annie saw my, my girlfriend, Annie, and she's like, who is that guy? And then I took her down this whole rabbit hole of Kendrick Perkins. She just thinks he's hilarious. She was like howling at his old shack in the fool clips. Universal. Uh, the, way, the way he pronounces. <laughs> yeah. You, he, he's funny to anyone, uh, anywhere. He is, uh, he's the best personality on TV. Uh, I love you, big perk. Come on the podcast. If you are on. <laughs> But uh, no, yeah, it's, uh, you know, this has been kind of a talking point injuries for a while now, Um, even prior to this season, like Mm -hmm. it's been kind of a a call uh, for a few years to shorten the season. Like the NBA has the power to do it. I know they're probably not going to, the owners are not going to, you know, sign off on losing money, but uh, these guys uh, are more athletic than ever. They're more kind of high flying than ever. It's not like back in the nineties where, you had your few high flyers, but most of the guys kind of, you know, stayed around, you know, on the ground, people were hammering each other, but it wasn't the sort of, you know, uh, crazy athletic back and forth that you see today where you do get these kind of weird injuries. Um, and you know, if you had less games, uh, you, there'd just be, you know, statistically less, uh, you know, less of a likelihood for, for these injuries to happen. Yeah. Um, and you'd, you'd have more rest for guys. I think the, one of the biggest things is time off in between games to guy, for guys to recoup their bodies. Uh, so, you know, the, everything, you know, is strong and in place so that if you do have an awkward fall or you, you know, your finger gets jammed or something or whatever, you know, you, you can, you can play through it or you have time at least to, to recoup that. 
um, and uh, you know, b- 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 before the next game. Uh, so it, it, it is a problem and I think it's going to be continue to be a problem. Um, and it really does uh, harm the product. And, you know, luckily so far this year, none of the, uh, you know, major, major, uh, you know, what I would call, you know, the top five big market players have not been out like Kevin Durant, uh, Steph Curry, LeBron, uh, even Giannis. But in the years where that type of player is out, the, the league suffers like Kevin Durant, not playing for those 18 months or whatever, however long he was out, um, was not good for the league. You're missing a whole, you know, insane, you know, superstar, one of the best players we've ever seen. Um, and you know, that, that's your, that's your big worry. Uh, you know, if you're, you know, Adam Silver and, and the league is if one of your, your top tier stars, uh, has to miss an extended amount of time, but you know, for us fans, uh, we, we, we talked about, you know, a team like Denver a lot coming into this year and how they were still yeah. going to be uh, still going to be, you know, a, a threat out West, even without Jamal Murray. But now the news that uh, MPJ is now going to be out for the rest of the season uh, with his lingering back issues. Plus, uh, Jokic has been kind of dealing with some tic-tac injuries here and there. He's missed some time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, that's that's one whole contender that you're just going to have to put on the shelf now. Um, and, you know, uh, we, we there are still those big name, name players, too, that are out. Jamal Murray certainly not quite on that, you know, superstar level, I wouldn't say, but him out, uh, Kawhi out, and uh, Clay Thompson being out uh, with kind of two back-to-back, uh, you know, horrible injuries. Hopefully he gets back soon. Ben Simmons, but, uh, rest in peace. And, and Mr. Ben Simmons, more of a, you know, men, m- mental injuries, uh, keeping him out right now. Uh, yeah. Kyrie Irving, you could put him in the, the yeah, same, Kyrie, uh, same mental injuries. Jeez. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's just, you know, obviously as a fan, uh, it, it would just be great if, if I could play, like if I could set the sliders like we do on 2K and just have one season where mm-hmm. every single player is healthy, uh, yeah. you know, when it counts. That would just be amazing because then there'd be no asterisks, there'd be no nothing. It would just be the best players competing. Um, and, you know, if you're the NBA, I, I think your goal should be to get as close to that as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I would I would like to see at some point the idea, you know, seriously talked about of just shorting the shortening the season, because not only would you deal with the injury issue, but you would make every game more meaningful. Like the, the shorter the season, you, 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 it's a very easy thing to figure out. You look like a you look at the NFL, NFL season and how, how meaningful each week's game is. Uh, you know, for each team, you, you're, you're obviously never going to get there, uh, you know, with, with the NBA, but the closer you get to that, I think you'll have more exciting, uh, uh, you know, regular season basketball and your injuries are going to go down. So until then, I think we're going to, you know, basically see the same type of thing. Uh, it's just going to kind of be some, some disappointing, uh, yeah. you know, big name players missing year after year. Well, and as much as I like the sentiment there, and especially the comparison with the NFL, uh, that comes down to one big point though. And that's the money game. And oh, yeah. you're not going to, yeah. They're not going to want to lose any money. They're the 82 game seasons here to stay. Whether the players, uh, you know, players association begs and pleads for you know yeah. a 72 game season, whatever the hell they want, it's never going to happen. Uh, and I mean, at yeah, the end of the day, probably right. They can handle it. Uh, you know, even you you brought up the NFL. Uh, I know you're not you know totally totally tuned into the NFL. Uh, they actually this year they extended the NFL season. It's one week oh, long now. Oh, is it yeah. one week long? So, oh, that's so funny. 17 game season. Uh, all, pretty much every player is pissed about it. Um, because again, it just increases your chance of injury. Um, Make it 82. Come on, let's go. Holy shit! Yeah, I, I would love. I would weeks. love that if it was 82 <laughs> games. I mean, there's not even 82 weeks in the season, so it'd be yeah, like, exactly. Win like the Super Bowl 56 and a half or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Respect to to the Green Bay Packers eventual 56 oh damn it i don't even want to finish it i love the packers but uh, now i probably <laughs> curse them whatever we're going on from this uh they never actually get the job done anyways um no. but uh yeah it, it all comes down to money uh at the end of the day it's what speaks loudest i mean adam silver's got uh you know uh, a couple million in one year a couple million in the other year he doesn't give a shit uh yeah. i mean and, and that is the that's just the facts uh as much as the league yeah obviously they're they're trying to take care of their players and teams are dumping tons of money and you know keeping them uh you know uh the rehabilitation and getting the trainers uh you know the best qualified people out there to to help these guys get on the court and uh, you know perform night in night out uh it's just it's it's not gonna happen and that's how it's always been uh i think right now obviously it's just you know all these are stacking up all at once and it does make for though like uh, on, on the inverse of this uh because there's all these injuries happening it's uh it's gonna diminish the return and you're gonna end up having a, a lot worse on court product because of it 
I mean, nobody really wants to see Monty Morris, Monty, Monte Morris play for the Nuggets instead of Jamal Murray. Uh, I mean, I sure as hell really don't want to see Taylor Horton Tucker starting at small forward instead of LeBron James. Uh, It's, 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 it's universal. I don't think anybody here is that like listening wants to see backups playing as much as, you know, they, they can come out and they can have great games and they can be great athletes themselves, not to, you know, disrespect them too much. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it's a business and, uh, the NBA, if they really do want to crack down on it, uh, you know, maybe shortening the season is the, uh, the idea, maybe extending the, uh, you know, the all-star weekend. So they get the week off from the all-star break plus the extra week, maybe, uh, just something to try and, you know, give them the, the time to, to get everything back in order uh, and make sure that they're hundred percent to go, uh, especially for the playoffs. Cause that's always the worst is when a guy gets hurt and then they kind of miss that playoff window. Uh, that, that, that's always the, the, the worst. Then you're left with the what ifs uh, happened last year, uh, you know, with the, with the Boston Celtics with Jalen Brown going down uh, and then Jason Tatum pretty much just gets absolutely destroyed by the Brooklyn Nets and he, he salvages them to one win. Uh, but it's, in the end of the day, though, as much as I, you know, I, I preach all this, I'm a hypocrite because I don't like to see the change. I love seeing the 82 games because I, as a fan, am watching this and I want to absorb as much media as possible. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and also for the historical parts of it, because, I mean, at this point in the modern era, we've been playing with the same stipulations for a while. If we change it up, then it's going to be, oh, well, you know, Jordan did this in this era when this and this and there's all these different stats. And I don't really want to get into that because that's just too much work and that's too much, you know, mental faculties that i don't possess at this point uh yeah but all these players that are injured uh you know we're sending you our best regards hopefully you guys will be uh healed up soon uh yeah. but uh again luckily none of these too too serious um but you never know uh what's what's bound to happen but uh it's a it, it's definitely a low point right now in the season as far as it comes to to star power uh being out there on the court uh yeah another thing that we only want to talk about uh, we had actually tweeted it. Our Twitter account, we're firing off now. Uh, Flegel and I have both been on there. We've been we've been firing off some of the best tweets yeah. you'll ever see. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, we'll we'll get a couple likes here and there for lucky. But uh, with your guys' support <laughs> at Big Dog Ball Talk, uh, maybe we can get those numbers bump right up. Uh, we're looking at it right now. What the hell? Like Magic Johnson gets fined more for <laughs> tweeting when he wasn't even really doing anything with the Lakers about Giannis or something than what the Bulls and the the Heat just got fined. I mean, a, a second-round pick they're forfeiting. Like, the Raptors don't even get that. The Pelicans don't even get that. Like, how, how is a second-round pick forfeited? That's yeah. not even a punishment. I mean, obviously, you can find <laughs> – like, people are always trying to justify Like, oh, well, I mean, there's amazing players in the second round. And it's like, cool, one guy every year, let's say. That means you have one in 30 chance of picking out this diamond in the rough. And that's not even a guaranteed one in 30. So I, I thought that was a joke. I I really did. I was like, you might as well just not done anything. Yeah. And I don't think you need to do anything. Like I get, I get you're trying to keep tampering under control. You know, the league league wants to do it, but players are going to go where they want to, where they want to go at the end of the day, they're going to communicate with teams. uh, If if they want to do it, like there's so many channels that they can use. Uh, to sort of skirt the rules, and I just, I just think it's, it, it's, it's, it's weird the way they crack down on it because everyone's going to tamper. Uh, you know, when mm-hmm. just, just before the free agency period opens, I don't know why they, they chose those two. You know, the, the, the Heat and the Bulls specifically, those sign and trades as uh, the, the really sort of sticking points for, for them to, to uh, enforce this rule. But yeah, the, the simple just dumping of a second round pick. It yeah. really doesn't affect anything. It's not going to deter anyone from doing it. The, these teams still, even with that punishment, love what they the result of what they've got. The Heat have Kyle Lowry, and the uh, the Bulls have Lonzo Ball, and that's that's just the the, the that's the player that they wanted, and they're totally fine. Uh, you know, having to 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 give up the second round pick. Uh, you know, whoever's in possession of it now, like it, yeah. it, that's 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 no big deal to either of those teams. Uh, so the punishment doesn't make sense. And the enforcement of the rule doesn't really make sense either. And uh, I don't know, like if you're if you're going to be a league that's that cool with you know the player empowerment thing and and all this, just let teams communicate with whoever they want. Like if it, I I just don't get this idea that uh, you know one team who's got a star player uh, and it's the playoffs uh, or, or whatever it is, you know when teams first start communicating, 
And you, do, they, do they really think that another team is going to come and quote unquote poach your guy who, uh, and sort of convince him. Uh, and if they hadn't have done that, that guy never would have considered that team. Like, no, that yeah. the, the, the play- on it. Uh, I mean, pretty much every single time you see that guy lift his shirt up over his mouth, you know that he's tampering. <laughs> like LeBron, yeah, LeBron well, probably exactly. the most fined athlete of all time if they find him for tampering as many times. If you go, if you go back, every time he plays somebody w- worth a, like, worth a lick, he's oh, got his shirt over his mouth. Up. Hey, yeah, man, hey, 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 young man, you could really do some things over here in Los Angeles, Cleveland, Miami, He's a representative of the, the franchise. Find him, like, for God's sake. Yeah. Like, there's tampering going on all over the place, but, like, the player is going to go where they want to go, and they're going to only communicate with teams that they're interested in anyways. So, I don't know. I think it's a lot of kind of uh, maybe, like, owners uh, who don't quite understand, you know, these players kind of in the ear of the league and Adam Silver saying, hey, they can't do this, or, like, you know, or whether it's GMs or whatever yeah. it is. Like, it just, just accept it. Like if you're a small market, yeah, your big players probably more often than not going to leave and it's going to be annoying. And it's going to be because, you know, they, they made a plan with some other fucking team uh, to get them out of there and they're going to go to Miami or, or Chicago or LA or New York. And there's nothing you can do about it. I'm sorry. It's always going to be that way. Um, and, you know, you're going to have to find, you know, creative ways to win if you're a small market. But uh, you, this, this tampering stuff, I, I just think is, is ridiculous. And you mentioned the, the tweeting, like the Magic Johnson stuff that stuff is even more stupid. Like, yeah, really stupid. To, to, to find someone for just kind of speaking their mind about something, like, as if, like, and saying something so mundane and obvious, it's like, yeah, we, we if someone, like, says, oh, yeah, this player is really good um, and is kind of secretly trying to court them, yeah. uh, you know, to, to come to their team. Yeah, obviously they think that. Why, why are you, you going to find someone for saying it out loud? It's just so stupid. I mean, mundane and obvious is, like, a pretty uh, light way to put Magic Johnson's Twitter. Uh, yeah, true. for anybody who's never it gets like it's pretty much shit post uh like apparently someone else week. writes it apparently yeah. someone else like it. he pretty much is like they transcribe what he says like it's yeah. so funny if you've never seen magic johnson's tweets just go on his twitter account and you'll be like this is a fake this is like a burner like somebody's making <laughs> yeah. fun of magic johnson like and i know there is actually like burners out there that like and they imitate and it's pretty much, it might as well be the same like we could literally just tweet out right now again, like after uh, the Lamelo Ball uh, uh, against the Bucks game. Wow, Lamelo Ball and Giannis Antetokounmpo, they might just be the future of the league. Lamelo with thirty six and Giannis with forty. Great game, oh young fellas. God. There's your tweet, Magic Johnson. Sign off on it. Bam. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, yeah. It, it, tampering have always thought is like they should really like yeah they should be cracked down on. Like obviously, if there's a team that's like. Hey man, and the, if it's like the, the All Star break, and that team's like, "Hey, just so you know, in the off season, we'll give you this, like we'll give you the max, but we need to sign and trade, and we need to work this out." And then they spend the entire like second half of their year, that player, figuring out ways with like you know their agency or their team, whatever it may be, on ways to work it out. So like they've already pretty much checked out. Then I understand yeah. tampering because that could that could be the case with some of these things. Uh, I mean, again, Kyle, Kyle, I just don't get how you enforce that. Like if a player really wants to do it, they're going to do it. They're going to secretly communicate and you know, the league's not. So like, I I get why it's annoying, but I just, I I don't see how you can enforce it properly. So then you're just selectively doing it. And it's just like, it's, it's just, yeah, that's, that's the biggest problem. I think with the rule, it's not enforceable. Well, and a big thing again, like you look at like, I don't like any of this, and, I, and maybe maybe I'm looking too much into it. But again, that uh, Kyle Lowry's camp revealed that video right when all the tampering was going on uh, of Kyle Lowry on the yeah. phone, you know, the Heat, and they were going, you know, oh, and he's like, yeah, long time in the making, and they go, yeah, years in the making, and it's like, <laughs> wow, yeah, that's a good good thing to have out there while you're being investigated by the league. Uh, yeah, not sure yeah. why they they decided that. Uh, <laughs> maybe he was like, oh, I can give another assist to the to the Raptors. Uh, didn't yeah, work thanks, out. Kyle. Sorry, sorry, Kyle, you tried your best uh appreciate it though uh but yeah it's i don't know it's just it's too finite to be able to figure it out um i mean it's uh yeah at the end of the day yeah i i don't know of many you know tampering issues where you know that is the deciding factor that a team reached out mid-season uh compared to a team like again it gives you a little bit more time a little uh to to hold some real estate in a player's mind i suppose yeah. But even then, again, yeah, these guys are professionals. Like, I mean, they're not just doing this based on, oh, oh, this guy said he'd give me some money. Oh, I'm out of here. 
Like they, yeah. they, they know what they're doing. Like if the, if you're the fucking Pelicans and you're talking to like Kevin Durant in the off season, he's not going to be like, Oh, they said they give me the max. Maybe I should consider it. He's probably not going. Uh, sorry, Pelicans fans, but that's just the facts. So it's, it's definitely two sides to the coin, but uh, yeah, I, I think that the league needs to settle it down a little bit more. Like again, as far as I remember, uh, I don't think that the Lakers uh, for the Anthony Davis trade were fine for tampering. And that was like the most publicly outright stated tampering case I've ever remember seen. The, remember the all-star game draft when LeBron drafted only Anthony free agents. I, <laughs> I said that in the beginning of this LeBron James is the only guy who tampers in the NBA. I swear. Oh my God. God the only guy that does it. He's, yeah. he's like, he's, he's notorious for it. He he'll talk to every single free agent after every single game He'll talk to anybody who he wants even close to his organization. And yeah, Jordan would never do that. Jordan, Jordan uh, would, would spit in the free agent's face. Okay. Jordan would never ever recruit until they were an actual free agent on his own. And then he would just sign them. He'd forge their signature uh, (laughs) for them and then bring them over. Uh, But yeah, it's uh, tampering. It's an interesting one. Uh, The bulls and the heat pretty much got off scot-free. I mean, who knows? Uh, I'm kind of confused though that so I guess it's going to be there's going to be 58 picks in the NBA draft for the second round now. Yeah, who gets straight up four? No, no one does. They're just four. Oh, they're just gone. So weird. Okay. So I don't know. That's kind of shitty. They're probably each just going to sign an undrafted player uh, that they would have drafted in the second round anyway. And (laughs) that's what I mean. Like I don't, I don't really see this as like much of a downside, especially at the pace that both these teams are at. I mean, they're both going to be finishing pretty high up in the standings, like yep. maybe drafting, you know, in the, the late 50s. Yeah, yeah, so like, exactly. Okay. Wow, what a fucking loss. Okay, uh, I guess we'll just go stab. We'll go sign the guy undrafted. Um, yeah. I mean, the league made it look like they cared, but yeah, a second-round pick is not going to do anything. Uh, like, no. And, but again, at the same time, it's like, it's not like it's worth like taking a first away. It's not like, like uh, the only thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, just find them like a million dollars. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Like that's that's a big enough number that we can go like, whoa, a million dollars. That's a lot of money. And to them, it's really yeah. not that much. The owners will pay yeah. that off. They'll split it up. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it's always an interesting time in the NBA, Jordan. They 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 just don't quit. Um, but everybody, uh, we 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 run pretty long today. Uh, we're gonna be wrapping it up. Uh, again, we hope that everybody's enjoyed another classic episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. Every Monday and Friday, we're coming at you with this NBA Heat uh it's it's been again a wild ride we've been seeing uh you know steady growth as we've been going thank you to everybody who keeps supporting us uh you know no no, the month of november was huge for us we've seen our our following uh grow uh very pretty pretty well so far jordan like uh, i'm telling you man like i've I've been very impressed with it uh so i mean shout outs to us we're obviously doing uh we're doing something right uh at least i think we are Maybe, maybe people are just listening to laugh at us. Maybe we're stupid. I don't know. It's, uh, it's one of the, <laughs> I don't things. care. I don't care. Yeah, I, I'm cool with that too. Yeah. yeah uh, but, but again, yeah, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, you know, if, uh, if you can share us on, uh, you know, any of your social media, it's always a big help. Uh, and uh, again, feel free to follow us on uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter at big dog ball talk. Uh, we're out there and, We're we're getting new Matt, content out there. But before we hop off, I, I need to ask you something. Uh, you might've seen it. Uh, if you got an alert on your phone, but can you guess the uh, Grizzlies OKC game final score? I, I didn't see the final score, but I did see the box score. I scrolled by it. It was something insane, like 145 to like 72 or something. 152 to 79. That's a 73 point win, the largest margin of victory in NBA history. We got history tonight, Matt. Wow. 73 points. That's insane. And, and again, not a game, not a game I would have ever predicted would be the, the, <laughs> no. the NBA record. Uh, no. and, and maybe that's something they'll, to watch out for everybody that we'll, we'll be talking about in the future because, you know, a big dog ball talk curse that's been long, long term, uh, the OKC Thunder. If there's any Thunder fans out there, our bad, because we were saying that maybe they could push we them. We talked play about on. them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. playing. Whatever. You lose by 73 now, and I'm, I'm sorry. It is our fault. And that's without John Morant as well yeah so yeah. that's yeah that's insane uh r.i.p to the thunder uh see you guys in seattle um <laughs> but again everybody follow us at big dog ball talk on all social medias uh you can find me and jordan on instagram twitter whatever at matt acorn 13 and at jake legal uh and 
And uh, again, this has been Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel for Big Dog Ball Talk. And as my friend Jordan always says. Yeah, uh, when in doubt, uh, follow your nose. You like that, Matt? Do you know who said that? Uh, oh, I was a that? Was, my nose isn't even that big. No, 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 Matt, Matt. I'm saying when in doubt, follow your nose. Uh, and that means when, when you don't know what's going on, just follow your nose. Sniff around, it'll, it'll guide you where you need to go. I, uh, and I, I, I said that, but Gandalf said that first. You wouldn't know because you're not a true Lord of the Rings fan, and that's shameful. I wouldn't say I'm a true Lord of the Rings fan. No, I, yeah. I like to. I'll watch them once in a while. Yeah, you're 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 horrible. I, I don't. Sexual tension between uh, Frodo and Gandalf. There, there is not actually. Uh, yeah, everybody, go back and watch. This is definitely some sexual. I mean, Frodo's got sexual tension with anyone. Him and Samwise, there's some real sexual tension. That now you're talking. That that there's. It's pretty hot. Right. You gotta give me that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it, I mean the. When they're on the, the, the exploding volcano at the end, uh, it is it is pretty steamy, for sure. It's just them, oh. too. Yeah, well, it's the smell. What an underrated scent. Yeah, Gandalf oh, says that away. when they're lost in a cave or something. He says, when in doubt, follow your nose. And I think another and, uh, one of your old sayings, you know, uh, something you always said, uh, you know, uh, stop and smell the flowers. Another great... Exactly. No, it, it, they, they're all kind of looped together. They're all interconnected, um, like this big web of life. How I always tell how things are bad. I give them a sniff grossing people out but you know what uh when i'm editing this podcast i sniff a section i'm like wow it's pretty bad